Welcome to another episode of the Harvest Growth Podcast, focused on helping consumer product companies, inventors, and entrepreneurs harvest the growth potential of their product business. Today, we're speaking with Rick Perez, the co-founder, along with his wife, Jennifer, of CoolBedsForPets.com. CoolBeds, the number four, Pets.com. I encourage you to check it out. But first, let's hear about his story, the product, how he came up with it. It's a fascinating story and quite an impressive line of products as well in a unique category that you may not have heard about. But if you're a pet owner, dog owner, this is something you definitely want to know about for your own pets, but certainly for the business story we're about to hear today too. Rick, thanks so much for joining the show. I really appreciate it. Hey, thanks, John. Thanks for having me. Why don't you tell us first about Cool Beds for Pets? So your your business, now the product is called Cool Beds, right? Or is it Cool Beds for Pets? Well... It is. Well, it's, it's the primary, it's cool beds. Um, cool beds for pets.com is just our, our website, I guess you could say, or where to find us. Uh, but it, our cool beds is our flagship product. We're a manufacturer of um, water activated pet cooling products. And we have uh, been in business now for a few years. Um, but this year has been um, our real breakout year. Uh, for us. So we're, we're real excited. Yeah. Likewise, I'm, I'm excited to talk about your story of growth and how it's been successful, especially the, you know this year as you're really growing the business. Let's explain a, a little bit more to the audience. So what are these cool beds? Why, why would a pet owner want a water-activated cool bed? Yeah, good question. So um, our beds are superior um, on the market. Um, our bed, our cool beds are water-activated they will hydrate for about an hour. Um, and one hour gets you five to 10 days of cooling uh, power, basically. We like to say cooling um, power or cooling. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a, a tremendous uh, product for people who uh, have dogs or pets um, that have a hard time keeping cool. Or uh, for instance, if somebody didn't have air conditioning, or if they were traveling, say, in a car, or they were doing some sort of activity. Um, our beds are completely mobile. You can take them, put them anywhere, um, and they are super durable. We make them all here in Colorado. And uh, yeah, they're, uh, they're a product that has been around for some time, and, but we have... Uh, we have taken the, the, the product and uh, making it, made it our own and made it better. So, yeah, made our own improvements to it. And how'd you guys come up with the idea? I know you're in the industry of working with dogs for shows and for sporting events, et cetera. Can you talk a little about that on, you know, you're being in the industry, how you realized the need and came up with this product? Yeah, so we used to show dogs, um, AKC showing and um, we used to show pugs and we had St. Bernard's and um, they were very, you know, hard, hard dogs um, and pets to keep cool and especially um, uh, the pugs. Uh, so we uh, had uh, met our, um, our pug mentor. Um, her name was Dory Carnell and Dory was wonderful. She was, uh, she was actually making our products and she would set up her booth at the AKC shows. And Dory, we met her, I guess it was just early 2000s. And then Dory uh, passed away in 2009. 
And so we carried on and, and uh, right around 2017 to 2018, we were looking for um, new cooling mats for our pugs. And the ones that we had, the original ones, <clears throat> they were um, they were still working, but they were at the end of their life. They we we need we need to do ones, and we couldn't find the ones that uh, we wanted that we knew worked. And so we decided to make our own. And this is the the product that we came out with is uh, improvements upon the original. Um, but I owe a lot to, to Dory Carnell. She, she is, uh, I always say that our company stands on, on her shoulders for sure. But, um, yeah, so that's kind of how that, that came about. Now she didn't put, um, we made improvements in that, uh, some of our products have grip stop on the back. Um, and grip stop is a, is a PVC fabric and it's a wonderful fabric in that it allows us to, Put our mats anywhere we can put them on hardwood floors and carpet um and they don't harm uh any surface so it's like surface protection and it also makes it so that it doesn't slide around um if the pet gets on it and kind of gets rough with it so yeah and before the interview started you and i were trading i guess war stories or you know a lot more about this than i do but about dog diving i happened to shoot uh, an infomercial many years ago with a dog diving event that's where i learned what it was but uh, I know your dogs have been through that uh, in the past. Can you talk about that? Like, just w- what is dog diving? Well, it's a wonderful sport. It's a must see. Uh, you, you, it's better seen than explained, really. But uh, essentially, there is a uh, a length of uh, you get your dog up on on this platform, if you will, and it's a dock. If you think uh, a length of dock, and then at the end is a pool, and uh, uh, it's about forty feet of water. And uh, the dogs, they take off from the dock and uh, the owners toss a, uh, um, a toy usually um, into the water and the dog chases it into the water, dives into the water. And uh, boy, uh, the one that we were at this um, past fall, we went to the uh, North American Dock Diving uh, tri- um, Championship and that was in Springfield, uh, Missouri. And uh, boy, uh, the, the dog who jumped the furthest was Sounder. And uh, he jumped, I think it was the length of the pool, which is close to 40 feet. And uh, just incredible. He's a, um, a greyhound, uh, a greyhound dog. So he's quite fast and, and uh, agile. It looked good in the water. Yeah, it's fun to watch. You know, I, for our audience, I encourage you, like, if you look up dock diving and try to see something on YouTube at least, and maybe get out there in person and see it at some point. So, with dogs that are into sporting events like that in the outdoors, get overheated. But it's and your product is is for them for sure, but also for everyday dogs. You know, it's it's every dog can get overheated in different environments. When are the best times or most opportune times that you find that your product is most? helpful to, to dogs out there when they're doing what types of activities or when the owners are yeah. in what locations? You know, uh, after walks are, are great. Um, yeah. um, after the dog park, um, especially on a real hot day. Um, if you've got, you know, we never, that was one thing that we always try to uh, bring awareness to is uh, never leaving a, a pet in, in a hot car and, and stuff like that. So, um, you know, certainly uh, in those situations, you know, you want to, you want to have air conditioning or, or air going, but our cooling mats are there to help 
supplement and be a tool for, uh, for those times when your dog and your pet, and I say pets because we have uh, other customers besides dogs, um, but it's there for, for when you need it. And uh, we've heard from so many of our customers that, um, who will travel cross country um, or who go camping um, we have a lot of sporting dog, uh, uh, customers who are hunters and, um, and then we have our customers who, um, have health problems, uh, specifically, um, Wobbly Hannah, um, is her name on Instagram. She's, uh, the cutest little dog. She's Wobbly Hannah to the rescue. And, um, she has a cerebellum hyposplasia which makes it so that the dog is off balanced and it looks like they're sort of walking spastically, um, if you will, spastically. Um, and they cannot regulate their body temperature. And so for her, um, our product has, has helped uh, tremendous where what took her two hours to maybe cool down is maybe taking her 15 to 20 minutes with our product. And you talk about on your website, heat related injuries for dogs. And I think, you know, most of us go to dog in the car, right? That's the one you hear about these sad stories of, of, of people leaving their pets in the cars, whether by accident or whatever, but, or just carelessness. What, what I think it's more than that though. As, if I, as I read through your website, there are other maybe heat related injuries we don't think about on a day-to-day -day basis where your product could come in and really be, you know, if not a lifesaver, certainly a provider of, of more comfort. So what are other, when, I guess, other heat related injuries that you see with dogs? Um, well, mostly it's going to be um, from just like overheat exposure, right? So from yeah. after heavy exercise, maybe um, a dog who is left outside during the day, um, who doesn't maybe have access to, um, you know, a cooling uh, spot there. Our product can probably help that situation, um, help an owner maybe feel a little bit better about, you know, where their dog, you know, and the comfort of their dog, because we're just trying to, um, you know, use it as a, as, a, uh, uh, as, a, as a tool to help our, our pet companions, you know, cool down. And uh, so that, that's where I would, I would say the most um, heat related injuries is going to happen is yeah. after activity or during uh, travel, of course. Yeah. Something to be careful of for sure as dog owners. So let's jump over to the business side. Now, not all of our audience is going to own a dog and this may not be the right sure. product for them, of course, uh, but everybody listening is connected to typically in some way, a product business, whether, whether an inventor, founder, product marketer in some way, that's why they're listening to the show. It's really to learn how to, how do they grow their business? Love to hear some of your stories of you know how you found success. You mentioned how you over the past year have really grown. What have been some of the catalysts or sources of growth for you recently? Um, yeah, good question. So really for us, we um, I had resisted for a while when we first started the business to get on Instagram, right? And to do the the Instagram marketing. But then I found that once we did get on Instagram, that that's primarily where we, we gained a lot of traction. Um, that was a, uh, then we, we got, of course, onto uh, Facebook. Um, and I think that over the summer, our, our presence on Instagram and doing advertising there really helped drive our sales and our traffic. Um, we had, a, a, we had, I mentioned before um, uh, the podcast started, 
that we had to mention on BuzzFeed in the spring. And boy, that really helped us too. That really just kind of kickstarted everything and just kind of, uh, we went from pretty much being no sales to sales. So it was, it was tremendous in that regard. And uh, after that, we, we sort of didn't look back in that way. Um, of course, we're, we're coming into uh, now you know, winter, um, end of fall, winter. So uh, things have slowed down a little bit, but that's to be expected. So, um, but yeah, that's been primarily our growth, John, has been uh, through the presence of social media and, uh, and that sort of advertising. And grassroots, yeah. I got to say. Probably yeah. grassroots through through doing our events, um, you know, doing our in-person events and just trying to, you know, do a, be there for, you know, as an in-person, be the founder and face of, of the company. Yeah, for sure. And you mentioned, I think your BuzzFeed example is a great one where we hear that a lot in success stories where it you know, works so hard on getting a business off the ground. And then there's one catalyst, right? One big event that can help drive it. And it's not enough by itself, right? Like one mention on BuzzFeed, it's not going to create a business forever, right? But it gives right. you momentum, gets the word out in other areas. Now you've got other influencers contacting you and getting you know more social media and people are familiar with the brand. It's, it's that starting point if you take advantage of it in the right way. So I want to ask a couple questions on that. One, first one is, uh, so were, did you do anything to achieve that BuzzFeed mention? Did it come out of the blue? Did you work with a PR agency? How did that happen? No, no, it was completely organic, right? So they, they one, one day uh, in the spring in April, um, we met, we all of a sudden started just getting orders. And uh, we, we quickly went and searched where are these orders coming from? And we quickly found that it was coming from a BuzzFeed um, mention on Instagram. And, um, uh, that seemed to, um, just kind of spur, you know, and it's interesting. I would say it was more lucky. Uh, we just kind of got lucked, you know, luck of the draw maybe, but we, we got lucky there. And, but I, there's in business and, and in life, I think you, you do need a little bit of luck. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that's true. And, but I, in my, you know, as having seen so many success stories and failures along the way, I've you know, interviewed people that had struggles too. And, and I, what I, I think luck comes with hard work and with a good product, right? So this never would have happened if you hadn't been out there pushing the story along, but also developing a great product that they that's saw true. promoted and, and it grew from there. So that's, yeah, luck is certainly part of it. But having a good foundation to start with, it definitely helps. Now, you talked about the other part of that question then is after BuzzFeed, you talked about how it's really propelled your business forward. So you took a great thing that happened to your business. And how did you turn that into continual sales from that? So how did you take advantage of that great opportunity that came along? Well, um, we kind of we kind of rode the momentum uh, for a couple of weeks um, after that, and we were quickly producing our beds and, um, I was, uh, working a, uh, a full-time job and then I was, I stopped working full-time and focused full-time on, on cool beds. And so that was helpful. Uh, then I had my business partner, uh, and social media guru, my wife. Uh, Jennifer, uh, she really was instrumental in helping to drive the social media aspect of it. 
Um, so that was, that was a key, key driver, just continually. I think we had to put out um, two, maybe three Instagram messages, you know, at least a day, you know, it was seemed like it, it seemed like it was at least one or two Instagram posts, you know, per day. Yeah. And then we were running coupons and we were running um, as much media as we could possibly generate just the two of us bootstrapping our business, you know? And so we, cause this is, you know, that's it. I mean, we're the, we're the investors. So, <laughs> so we're just doing what we can do. Yeah, I think that's an interesting thing that you say. It's a string I've, I've gone down many times in interviews too of when to make that decision to maybe leave a full-time job and focus full-time on the business. And I think it's, a, if I could put words in your mouth for a second, we'll see if you agree to this, but you know, a lot of people are in a job, they come up with a great product concept, but don't yet have the revenue to leave their job and focus on it or don't have investors or whatever until you get that great opportunity for you. That sounds like it was BuzzFeed, brought in a bunch of revenue, gave you a chance to do that. And then what you realize, I think, is when you can focus full time on the business as a great idea, that that's what's going to help propel it forward. That's what's going to drive success. And I always encourage people, it's it's so scary to walk off that ledge, right? And start the entrepreneurial journey and maybe leave a a, what feels like a stable job or whatever. Uh, Many people would say they wish they would have left earlier. Any comment on that coming from you on on the change, I guess, in that you've seen in the business when you were able to move away from being kind of this side focus to now full-time endeavor for you. Yeah. I mean, it gave me, obviously it gave me time to, to, to really pinpoint and focus in on producing inventory um, and uh, making uh, contacts in terms of trying to get out to other events, trying to get our business located and uh, so it was, you're right, it, it's um, a tremendous uh, opportunity to be able to work on your business full time. And I think that for me, it is, I mean, it's, you're taking a risk. But at the end of the day, I mean, you can't, we, I've been talking to Jen about this for the last week, uh, about not letting fear drive you and your decisions. And how we need to just, you know, believe uh, in the in the process and believe in the in the in the business that we've created, and uh, and that's that's it. I mean, you you just I, you have to believe. You have to believe in yourself, and uh, you have to believe. Otherwise, if you don't, you could start second guessing yourself all day, and that that is bad news if you could do that. Yeah. Agreed. I have to tell you, I, I love interviews with product marketers and founders like yourself because it's, some people never took a leap, right? So some of the biggest, these big success stories you hear, they go out and get investors and it, it's never that risk, right? But there's a certain passion that comes to your business when it really, you need it to work, right? Like it yeah. is a leap, right? It is that faith, yeah. that trust it's going to happen. And it makes a difference. I, you know, the, there's a certain difference in the businesses that is, and definitely in the long term, I think success and potential of it as well. When you when it starts that way, so it's it's hard, sure. it's scary, but you're a great example to many out there to to make that leap. You know, find a great product first, right? Once you've got that product, you know, being able to get behind it and really trust in the success that's going to be there. Sure. 
Let me ask you, are there uh, along the way, are there any, I always ask this question, are there resources that have been helpful to you that you'd recommend to our audience? So books, podcasts, uh, things that you've seen that really have been helpful for you. Yeah. I mean, for, well, for me, I, I, I've kind of always just had an entrepreneurial mind set. Um, this isn't my first venture, right? So this isn't my first business. My other business, uh, one that I had in, in um, I think experience is where I'm going with this, by the way, John. Um, I think, uh, so I had a food vending cart, a permitted food vending cart in, Den- in downtown Denver. And um, I, I had a great time doing it and I learned a ton from, from it. And, uh, and I've learned that, uh, uh, that really there's nothing better than just experience going out and trying something and probably failing at it. You know, you're not going to do it. If you do it your first time, then kudos to you, you know, but I think that the, you know, for me, I have a general, uh, just a, a, a community college educational background, right? Nothing, nothing big. Um, so I took some business classes there. Um, and so for me, um, uh, I think that also too, in terms of, um, um, people who are influential in my life, um, I have a friend, uh, who is a longtime friend who was the best man in my, in my, uh, wedding, uh, to Jen and we're high school sweethearts. Um, and he has been really an inspiration in my life and in, in terms of, uh, what he's had to deal with um, in his own personal life. He, uh, he has uh, MS and uh, it's it, it, to see him um, and to, to talk to him about business and what we're doing. Um, that's where the, I think uh, I draw a lot of inspiration from that. And to my wife, you know, she is, uh, she's amazing. She is the, my rock and my, my soul basically. So, yeah. Those are the influential people in my life right now. So well said. We'll make sure yeah. she listens to this and hears that afterwards. Uh, <laughs> get some kudos, right? <laughs> that's right. I, that's great advice, though. It's uh, I love the way you answered that question. It's it, you know, at the end of the day, failure is a, a, an amazing school if used correctly, and you know, realizing that it's okay too, right? Failure is part of the journey for almost yeah. everybody. You know, even the most successful businesses out there started yeah. off with some failure, and oftentimes very big ones in the beginning, and. And you mentioned your, your friend with MS, that's by no means a failure, but it's a struggle, right? It's very similar, yes. right? It, yeah. Failure and struggle, I think, are, are, are learning opportunities for us where difficulty is really what refines us uh, through the process. And I think that's, as you, as you said, kind of a, a great resource to think about it that way. Well, is there anything I, I didn't ask that you think, Rick, would be helpful for our audience? No, John, I think you kind of covered it, man. I think uh, this has been... Uh... Uh, I think I, I, I got uh, got it across exactly uh, the, the need for for our products. Um, aside from the fact that uh, it does say cool beds for pets, and I, I have to mention that uh, some of our our, uh, our customers are actually rabbits, um, bunny rabbits. They uh, are, there's a, uh, a I guess a market out there. There's quite a few pet bunny rabbits out there, and bunnies. 
are one of those animals that cannot regulate their body temperature. <laughs> so they, uh, that was a surprise uh, for us. We did not anticipate that as being sort of a market for us. So we're, that was, yeah, something it's, different. It, it's great to get those learnings. And I, I think, you know, many of the interviews I've done, I've had, I've heard these stories where the business started in one direction and then you learn like, Oh, I didn't know this audience was interested. And sometimes it's a pivot that I'm not saying bunny rabbits are going to be the driver of your, your success, but it's being open to it, yeah. right? Being that it's going to be, it's yeah. incremental sales for sure. And learning that it's, you know, it's not just dogs, not just cats. It's, it grows beyond that, but looking for incremental opportunities in a, in a business can really help drive further growth. That's great. So I, I want to mention for our, for our listeners, be sure to go to their website, which is coolbeds4pets.com. You can see his t-shirt if you're watching on video. Uh, coolbeds, the number four, pets.com. And he's been kind enough to give a 10% discount if you use the promo code HARVESTGROWTH, one word, uh, for a 10% discount on the website for any of their products. Um, please go to the website and visit, learn more about the product and, and Rick's business that he's built here. Also, be sure to check out harvestgrowthpodcast.com to see any other episodes we've recorded. And if you like this episode and want to learn more about how you can profitably grow your consumer product business, please subscribe to our show and leave us a review at iTunes or Google Play. Rick, thanks again so much for joining us today. You bet, John. Thanks again for having us. Really appreciate it. Have a great day and happy holidays, guys. We'll see you.